Let's do this. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Kimberly. As you know, we're really getting into this movie, all the details, all the extras. So if you haven't seen it, pause it, go watch the movie, come on back. Now on to the episode. Would it help if I turn the mics on? Props? Whatever. Hi, it's Megan and Kimberly. You've entered room 237. What are we doing today, Kim? Today we are taking on The Exorcist. <laughs> Uh, okay. I won't tell you till the end what I thought about it, but I have thoughts. I have some thoughts as well. A <laughs> lot of thoughts. Let's uh, let's do our movie facts real quick. All right, let's do it. So, uh, The Exorcist was released on December 26th of ni- or 1973, which right this after seems Christmas. It's like a weird time. Yeah, it's like the day it. after Christmas, and you're like, yeah. hey, fam. You're all like in a holiday jolly mm-hmm. mood, and you're like, let's go get the mm-hmm. shit scared out of us. Jesus' birthday. Let's go see The Exorcist <laughs> with the devil. Mm-hmm. Sounds like some shit I would do. It, it was directed by William Friedkin. William? I said William. You said William. William. <laughs> uh, it has an 83% tomato meter score. Pretty good. It is really good for a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, the runtime, it's going to take us about 122 minutes. People, it might take us that long to talk about it. It is Ooh. a long one. It's a long Strap in. <laughs> or strap on. What? Based on the novel by a guy named William Peter Blatty who helped produce this movie as well. Yep. So it stars Ellen Burstyn as Chris McNeil, and she was in Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. I saw that, but I don't recognize her. Uh, she's old, you know, much older yeah. at that point. I think she's the mom. I have not seen Requiem for a Dream. Oh, it's so good. But I, it's got Jared Leto, right? I think so. I think that she's his mom. Okay. I mean, they're all drug users, right? <laughs> right. I haven't seen it. I'm just talking out my ass right now. Oh, right. So <laughs> Linda Blair, uh, she is Reagan McNeil. This is Linda's like most well-known role, but... A little fun fact, she was in Scream as an uncredited, obnoxious reporter. How fun. I think I actually remember her, now that it's like pointed out, like I think I can picture her in it. I'll have to go back and look. So then we have Max Max von Sydow. I don't know. know. I don't know. Sydow? S-Y-D-O-W. As Father Marin. Marin. Very good. Yes. She was having trouble before Ooh, we started y'all. recording, y'all. <laughs> I kept wanting to call him Merlin. <laughs> um, he was in Game of Thrones as the Three-Eyed Raven mm-hmm. and the Minority Report. And lastly, Jason Miller. He's a hot priest. Mm. And this is <laughs> his first feature film role. All right. He's also the father of Jason Patrick. Mm. Who was in? I was supposed to. I don't. I don't know who that is. He was in The Lost Boys. Oh, I do love The Lost Boys. So you should know him. He's got the. He's the older brother of one of the Corys, whichever <laughs> one is the brother. Hame, I think. Right. I don't know. It's been Tell a minute. Us. It's been a minute since I saw The Lost Boys. Tell us what's going on in 1973, Peg. Okay, so we did 1973 when we did La Llorona. So I tried to find some alternative facts other than the big ones we did then. In 1973, the average income was about $12,000. Wow. It's low. Um, Roberta Flack's Killing Me Softly mm. was the top song. I love that song. Me too. And then the Fugees remade it. Oh, Lord. It was kind of it's a better a karaoke remake, dream. Honestly. It's so good. FedEx started operating. 
The first cell phone call was made by Martin Cooper of Motorola, and he called his rival Joe Ingle of Bell Labs. Probably That's just to rub it in. petty shit. <laughs> no, he was like, ha bitch. Um, women could finally serve on juries in all 50 states. That's Jesus, ridiculous. in 1973? Right? Homosexuality was removed from the American Psychiatric Association's list of mental disorders. Whoop, whoop. So now I have one less disorder. What? <laughs> <laughs> um... This is kind of relevant to what was going on today. Johnny Carson made a joke on The Tonight Show about there being a toilet paper shortage. And so people didn't realize it was a joke. And they all went out and bought a ton of toilet paper. And there really was a shortage. Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. And finally, Bruce Lee died. I know. So, you ready to talk about this movie? Let's get into it, y'all. Like we said, it's a little bit of a long one. So, bear with us. All right. So it opens, and we hear some chanting in Arabic, and we open, our first image is this big sun, I guess it's a sun, a rising sun? It's huge. It's really big. It takes up the whole screen. (laughs) Uh, So we're in the desert. We're in Iraq, specifically, northern Iraq, and we're at this incredibly unorganized archaeological dig site. People are just... Pickaxing everywhere. Not, there's no care being there's had. There's no rhyme or reason. Like, honestly, if you found something, it's going to be screwed up. You're going to have it broken pieces because everybody is digging so hard. So a little boy runs by, and he goes up to this old white man, and he's like, they found something. And so he's like, it's all in little tiny pieces. The little boy is not wearing any shoes either. No. And it, it bothered because he ran a long way. Like, he was trucking. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was oh, a ways. what's your feet? It's a Walmart feet. I hate Walmart feet. Oh. Especially on kids. I know. So gross. They're gross. And he's, this is outdoors. He's going to cut his foot on some rock, some shard. That's what I was thinking. But anywho. So the old white guy's like, oh, okay. And he goes over to where the boy came from. And they have, these men have found like this collection. It's mostly like coins and arrowheads and broken pieces of lamps. So, you know, I guess there's no genies or genies. It'd be a lot cooler if it was. It really would be a whole different movie. Honestly. <laughs> it wouldn't be a rap. We'd be in Aladdin. Williams came out and was like, Mr. <laughs> the old man digs around in this hole that they've made and he pulls out this statue. It's kind of covered in a bunch of dirt. And he breaks off some of the dirt and it's this like demon head looking thing. And he looks kind of, I don't know, surprised, vaguely yeah, intrigued. <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of both. And so now we're in the city, and the old man, look, I'm just going to tell you, his name is Father Marin. I'm tired of calling him the old man. (laughs) His name is Father Marin. He's a priest. He's at this cafe, this outdoor cafe. It's loud as hell in this square he's in. It's so loud. I couldn't handle this. Like, there's no way in hell I could be here. It's, people are like banging on metal. They're making a ton. It's very, very loud. It's, but you know what's going to help him at this loud cafe? The nerve pill he's about okay. to take. Yeah, that little, <laughs> little thing of pills. Little tin of pills. Like, I don't okay. know what they are. Okay, Father, I don't know either, but I get you some. I feel you. It's a zanny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a real shaky, and he looks pale and not great. And so he takes one of his little pills, which I'm, I don't know how much help that's going to be, but good luck to him. Not at this point. And so he gets up and he leaves and he walks around kind of in this bazaar, which is still everywhere he goes is loud. And then he finally makes it to this kind of quiet area. And there's, I guess it's like an office, a museum or something. He goes to meet with this guy. And the other, he shows him the statue, the little statue head that he found out on the dig. And the other guy is like, oh, yeah, that is, it's for evil against evil. And this is the point when we learn this old man's name is Father Marin. The priest. The priest. And the younger guy is like, I wish you didn't have to leave, but he, but Marin leaves and they hug it out. 
And then uh, Father Marin decides he's going to go back out to the dig site. Can't he, leave well enough alone. No, he, he's walking back, I guess, to his vehicle to take him out to this dig site. And he almost gets run over by a buggy. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you caught, like, the, there was an old lady and she looked real fucking like um what's that little thing from tales of the crypt the crypt keeper she looks like the crypt keeper and she's covered in all like black and i'm like is this like uh the grim reaper is that what it's supposed to be maybe i don't know i saw her but i didn't notice what she was wearing ah. i didn't i mean I, I registered that it was a woman and that was about all and she doesn't like stop she almost kills him with this horse and buggy and she's just like Ugh. She ain't got time. Drives on. Not time. So he gets out to the site and he sees this big creepy statue. And the statue, its face looks like the little head that he found, but like a big statue of, of that thing he found. And he sees a man stand, just kind of milling around there, <laughs> this man, and some dogs fighting. I feel like they're just trying to make us uncomfortable. I know. At the home, I'm like, what's about to pop off? Something's about to and pop off. And nothing does. They literally, him and the statue have a steering contest, <laughs> and then now we're in Georgetown, USA, which is outside of D.C., if you don't know where that is. <laughs> Why, thank you. You're welcome. So now we are with a lady, and she is writing in a book, and she hears this crash kind of from above her. And she it's nighttime. She's in her little nightgown. It's like a, a, a pant and shirt combo. Yeah, yeah, nightgown. it is. Like some pajamas. So she puts a robe on, which I thought, I was like, you don't have enough clothes on You're already? You're in pajamas. Right, but okay. And so she goes out like she's going to investigate, but she doesn't. She just goes into her daughter's room, and she sees that the window's open, and it's really cold in there. And she closes the window, and she just covers her little daughter up. With an ugly-ass blanket. <laughs> so now it's morning. And she's down in her kitchen. She comes down to the kitchen. And I guess she rich, rich, because she got some service. <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> she There's got people all milling about. Wouldn't you love to get up in the morning, like, walk down some stairs, and there are people making your breakfast, right? your coffee? I would love it. God, that would be the life. As long as they didn't live in the house with me, and I could be like, can you go home at what night? What if they had their own servants' quarters? Maybe that would be okay. okay. I don't really like servants, though. The term probably yes, isn't great. True. Or you could have yourself an Aiden from the rain. He would probably exactly. do all that for you. Reagan's not doing that for her. <laughs> Reagan is no Aiden. <laughs> no. So uh, this lady's name is Chris McNeil, and her daughter is Reagan. So the lady in the kitchen is one of her employees. She's fixing her dinner, and then the other employee, his name is Carl, he comes in, and She's like, Carl, I think we got rats in the attic. And Carl is like, no, nah, there are no rats in this attic. He is so persistent. He's not hearing no, anything about rats. Not at all. He says no. But she keeps talking about it. She's like, fine. He finally takes his ass out to go buy some rat traps. some fucking traps. Leave me alone. Look, I'm not a rat expert, but that was too loud to be some rats. It was loud. It was real loud. So now we are on, um, I think it's a movie set. Yeah. Because Chris is an actress. And she is arguing with the director, and they're they ha ha ha, they laugh about <laughs> something. And we we get a glimpse of the of the priest in the crowd, who Kim thinks is hot, but he is. He's not. In my mind, he's like he's. I think they think he's supposed to be hot. He looks. I he, mean, okay. He so, looks like Sylvester Stallone. So if you think <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is hot, then there you go. It's not if my cup you of tea. Put him in like jeans and a. Sh- T-shirt. We no, see, I wouldn't see think him he was in hot. jeans and a T-shirt. The minute someone puts on that, it's that pre- collar. Yeah, it's the collar. Gross. I know. You got a problem? I'm, that I'm, seems <laughs> there's something wrong with that. Maybe I should talk to someone about <laughs> yeah, that. That seems un, uh, not right somehow. It's like a very specific fetish. <laughs> so she films her scene. It's a protest scene, which is very topical. Mm-hmm. But being a Karen that you know she is, she grabs the <laughs> mic from the guy and she starts telling everybody to disperse or something. I'm like, of course, calm down, of course, please. The priest walks away from set, 
after they're done filming, Chris tells her driver, because she got a driver, too. God, this bitch. She has a driver, and yet she lives close enough to set that she can easily walk yeah, home. Yeah, when she said, I'm going to walk home, like she like walked a block, maybe. Right? So why do you need a driver? Because she can. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so she decides to walk, and I guess it's Halloween, because I see some kids run by, and they're dressed in costume. It's a real cute little neighborhood. I would live here it in a heartbeat. So it looks very fall and yes. crisp. Yes, crisp. Yeah, it does. It made me like, ooh, feel cool. It did. And you know, it's real hot out yeah, here Yeah, and then I realized I live yeah. in Texas. We never, never get that kind of chill. In fact, we would never have the chill they're having in Reagan's room later, even in the dead, dead of winter in Houston. She gets home, and she's bitching about her day to Sharon, who I don't know if Sharon's like her assistant or the nanny. Or I think a little bit of both. Maybe Sharon yeah. just does it all. She's another employee of Chris's. How many people are on this bitch's payroll? Several. At least four that we've seen. <laughs> but then Reagan comes in, and she's telling her mom about her day, what her and Sharon did. And she's, I guess they saw some man in the park, and he had a horse, and he let her ride the horse. And she goes on and on about this horse to no, for no reason. She does. I'm like, drop it, kid. Right. Drop it. She wants a horse. That's the, the bottom line. Yes. And Chris is like, we'll see. But that's like children in general. They go out on this some long ass tangent yeah, just to get matter. to like something that doesn't matter. And you're like, uh huh, mm-hmm. uh huh. Reagan spoiled. That's yeah. what I learned from this yes. interaction. Have a horse. And her mom's like, we'll see. That means yes. Mm-hmm. She's spoiled. So now we cut back to the priest, and he's getting on the subway. And this homeless man stops me. Says, you know, he asked him for some money, and he's like, please, you know, to help an old altar boy out. He he just wants money for drinks, mm-hmm. but. Honestly, our father he looks real scared of this homeless yeah, he man. Does. I'm like, he's not being aggressive. Calm down. Just tell him no and move and on. He didn't. He didn't give him any money or anything. I'm no. like, so much for what would Jesus do? Right. A father. Jesus would just be like, good luck with you, bless. <laughs> move on. <laughs> not my problem, sir. So he gets uh, he gets on the subway and he ends up in this neighborhood. It looks a little run down. And he goes to a building that honestly I thought was condemned. But it's not because it's an apartment. He lets himself in. And my first thought when I, because I have never seen this movie, my first thought was, does he live here? I thought Priest lived in the church. No, no. But he doesn't. This is his mama's home. It's a weird apartment. It is, and it's so damn dark. When he first walks in, there's literally a twin bed right by the door. And I was like, oh my God, is it one room? This is the smallest apartment I've ever seen. But it's not. There's several other rooms. So why is the bed right there by the door? It makes no sense. That's just something that really bothered me, and I felt like I need to speak on it. For Clearly. A moment. Clearly. <laughs> I'm spending way too much time with that twin bed. <laughs> Anywho. So it's his mom's house, and she's all happy to see him, and she makes him dinner. And she's got, like, a messed up leg. She's an older lady. Yeah, she's pretty old. Like she 80s. looks kind of decrepit. And he's like, I really think you need to go to a home. And she did not want to leave her apartment. She's no, like, she said, this is my house. I'm not leaving. So she falls asleep in this really super uncomfortable-looking wooden chair. I know, like, you didn't want to wake her up and put her in bed put before her in that you twin left. Bed? That's when, <laughs> by the door. I mean, it would have been more comfortable than this hard wooden chair she's sitting like, in. at 30, it's however old I am. It's not even a rocking chair. It's a, it's, no, at my age, if I fall asleep upright in a chair or on the mm-hmm. couch, like, when I get up the next morning, my fucking neck, Got my back, everything mm-hmm. hurts. Like, this lady. My neck. My back. Hey. <laughs> anyway. But he doesn't help her up. He doesn't put her in bed. He just leaves some money on the dresser like she's a $5 hooker <laughs> and leaves. Thanks for the beach, ma. <laughs> Gross. 
Oh my god, no. <laughs> so now Sorry. we're back with Reagan and her mom, and they are in the basement of their house, and they're laughing about some weird, stupid clay sculpture Reagan made. It's not cute. She thinks she, she's an artist, but she's, she's not. I know. She's indulging this little girl. Right? That's how she's going to be so entitled. Exactly. So Chris finds a Ouija board, and she asks Reagan where it came from, and Reagan's like, well, I found it in the closet. And Chris is like, oh, well, let's play. And Chris is like, you need two people to play. And Reagan's like, no, bitch, Mm-mm. I do it by nope. myself all the time. I don't need you. And Chris tries to put her hand on the planchette, but the planchette slides away real quick. And Reagan has a little helper, and his name is Captain Howdy, and he's who she talks to in the Ouija board. You really don't want me to play, huh? No, I do. Captain Howdy said no. Captain who? Captain Howdy. Who's Captain Howdy? You know, I make the questions and he does the answers. Oh, Captain Howdy, yeah, I see. Nice. Oh, that is. Here, I'll show you. This is the name they've picked. That's, that's what you're going to go with. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It sounds like a pedophile name, <laughs> if I ever heard one. <laughs> Hello, little girl, I'm Captain like, Howdy. That's a, that's a creepy TV show from the 70s where some man and then is named Captain Howdy, and then he's diddling kids behind the scenes. Probably. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a creepypasta. In my head, that man's name is Captain Howdy. So... They ask the Ouija board a question, and then they, I think she asks if his, her mom is pretty. And yeah. And the board is like, like, no. no, no. Sorry, girl. <laughs> She's like, rude. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want the answer okay. to. Okay. So Reagan is in bed later, and her and her mom are talking about what they're going to do for Reagan's birthday, because it's coming up soon. And they decide they're going to go sightseeing around Washington, D.C. Look, I love to sightsee, and I would enjoy that, but if you're a 12-year-old kid, do you want to go sightseeing? No, not for my birthday. No, hell no. But I wanted to go to Discovery Zone. Reagan's excited about it. So then Reagan gives her mom a hard time about her mom having a crush on this guy named Burke Dennings, who's the director of the movie that Chris is working on. We see him, and he is not good looking. <laughs> but Reagan's like, are you going to marry him? And Chris is like, nah, girl. That's not going to happen. Stay We're out of my friends, business. Right? That's a grown folks problem. For real. Okay. Go to bed. She goes to bed. They kiss goodnight. And it's, I don't know. We're now with the priest. He's at the bar getting some beers. Beer? I'm like, um, do priests drink beer? I mean, I, I would assume they do, but do in they go to mind, bars? In my mind, they don't go to bars or drink Me beer. Me either. In my mind, priests don't do anything. Yeah. That might but smack pray. of like something. Yeah. Well, even if, if I were a priest, I would probably take off my, what do you call that? The collar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a cassock? Is that what it's oh, called? I don't know. I have no idea. I think that might be the little white thing they wear when they're doing their If you're services. Catholic, holler at us. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I don't know these things. So he sits, but he sits down at a booth with another priest, and they're talking about our priest, whose name, oh, look, his name is Damien. Okay, I'm just going to tell you his name is Damien. They're talking about Damien's mom because she's sick. I like that his name is Damien, and then, mm-hmm. you know, it feels a little evil. It does. But I enjoy it. Evilly hot. Okay. <laughs> Keep that collar on, Damien. So Damien tells the other priest that he's kind of is feeling like he wants to quit being a priest. He feels unfit. He thinks he's losing his faith. Yeah. I, I kind of saw that coming from when he just passed up the bum needing money on the subway. wasn't interested in I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. So now we're back with Chris, and she's on the phone, and she is, oh, she is bitching this operator out. She is full on, let me speak to your manager Yes, mode. it is Karen everywhere. Because I guess she's trying to call Reagan's dad because Reagan's dad did not call Reagan and wish her happy birthday. And she would like to get a hold of him and yell at him, but the operator is not helping her. Reagan is kind of eavesdropping on this situation. She looks a little sad. She's sad. 
which I guess you would be. Probably. So later that night, Chris gets, she's asleep, and she gets a call that wakes her up. She gets off the phone, and she turns over, and Reagan is just in the bed with her. Look. this It's a severe invasion of privacy. Right. You have your own bed. Right. You can get up in the middle of the night, and you're scared, maybe knock on my door and ask me to come in. But just to, you don't know. Especially in me, like you don't know what you might find if you hop in my bed. <laughs> it might be something you don't want to see. Okay, you're gonna need more than an exorcism and some therapy. <laughs> so Chris asks Reagan why she's there, and Reagan says, "My bed was shaking, and I can't sleep there, so I came here." And then we hear those loud-ass rats again. And at this point, Chris decides she's gonna grow a pair and go upstairs with only a candle into the attic to look for these rats. So were flashlight flashlights not a thing in 1973? It's like she's in 1854 right. with a candle and a candle holder in her robe. I can't. Okay, okay girl, expectations get on up there. <laughs> but she goes up into the attic and she's bumping into shit left and right, and she sees all these empty rat traps. So we know it's not our friend the rat. Mm-hmm. They've been falsely accused <laughs> of causing the commotion up in the attic. So she hears noise and she turns and the flame on her candle just like gets flares really big. Huge. The first time I ever saw this movie, I think I was in either junior high or high school. That is the only scene of that The Exorcist you? that made me jump. Was <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how fucked up I am. I'm like, ah, huge flame. <laughs> Vomiting pea soup? Nah. Nah. Good. But that flame, terrifying. But you know what? That noise was just Carl. And he's feeling real vindicated right now because he's like, see, no rats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Told, Told you. you. So the next, we cut to, I don't know if it's the next day, but it's daylight now. We're with the priest, Damien. No, I'm sorry. This is not Damien. We are just with another priest. A random priest. priest. There's so many fucking There's so many. Here. We don't know who this guy is. He's just here to cart the flowers around. And IMBD credits, he's like priest number three. Great. So he is bringing the flower arrangement into the chapel, and he sees that one of the statues of Mary has been desecrated. <laughs> Somebody has put some cones on her little boobies. They gave her cone tits. They did give her cone tits, and they also gave her a D. Yeah. Because she has a cone down there, too. Yeah. And yeah. there's paint all over mm-hmm. her. So, poor Mary. She's Not just cool. there trying to be a statue, living her life. And now we're with Father Damien, and he is at a hospital, and his uncle is there with him, and they're talking about Damien's mom, because I guess she is now in the mental institution. So Damien gets the nurse to unlock the door, and he goes in there to see his mom, and there's all these mental patients there, and they're all coming up to him and trying to get him to like help them, because he's got on his priest gear. They look so... Like, it's so sad, the it's whole so scene. Sad. Like, all these old, old ladies don't even know, yes. like, fucking what's going on. They're clawing at him. It's sad. It's so sad. But he finally, he gets to his mom, and she's laying in the bed. And he, his mom is like, you know, why did you put me in here? Why did you do this to me? And he's like, I'm going to get you out. But she's not really having any of a shit. She Mm-mm. just kind of turns her head like, like, why would you do this? Whatever. Guilt trip. So he asks his uncle... When he leaves, he asks his uncle, can't we put her somewhere else, like in a home? And the uncle's like, girl, you got that kind of money? Right. He's like, you got private hospital money? Right. He said, you got that big I don't big think so. Okay. So uh, good luck with you. You're yeah. a priest. You ain't making anything. Right. Well, he's telling him, like, if he would have worked somewhere else, he could have had the money. Did he tell him, like, if you were a psychiatrist yeah. or something? Like, a real psychiatrist? <laughs> Damn, uncle. Savage. Classy. Bougie. <laughs> Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Ah. So back at Chris's house, she's having a fancy dress party. Yes, she is. But not a fancy dress like a um, like a British fancy dress. Like they're just in fancy dresses. No, and her dress is so like tacky but gorgeous. <laughs> I love it. It's like a periwinkle glitter dream. It's cute. And I love and it so much. And her hair looks the best here that it looks in the yeah. whole movie. She's got a curl in it. She's it looks cute. She's feeling herself tonight. She is. 
So all these people are drinking it up. And Reagan is down there. Is she like passing out or drugs or something? But yeah, she's down there. Why is she there? She should be upstairs. Yeah. She's whenever my young. parents have parties, we, we have to go. We're not allowed to be. No. So there's a priest, randomly a priest there. It's, I think he's a priest, right? He yes. He looks like he's a priest. Another one. He also looks like... Mr. Bean? No, that's the other guy. Oh. That's the director. <laughs> Chris asked this priest if she knows who the priest that she keeps seeing at the nearby church is. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Father Damien Karras. He's our psychiatric counselor. And he's like, we just found out last night that his mom died. Apparently, she was in her home for several days before they found her. It's really sad. While this is all going on, the director of the movie, Burke Dennings, is there. And he is drunk as shit. And he's acting a fool. And he keeps calling poor Carl, the houseman, a Nazi. (laughs) He's so obnoxious. He's that person at your party where you're like, "Um, I'm going to call you an Uber. Right? Who the fuck invited this person? I mean, Chris basically calls him an Uber because she escorts his ass right out the door. And then it's like, I hope he makes it home. They don't even see if he does. They're just nope, like, good luck to you. Not their problem. So once Burke leaves, now we're gathered around the piano and the priest is playing. And y'all, he says his dream is to play in a nightclub. And he makes these hands look. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is, if he wasn't in the priesthood, <laughs> girl would be on stage and drag. For real. Okay. Oh, hey, fam. <laughs> okay. Let's go cabaret. He cute, too. So, I mean, he would be living his yeah. best life if it wasn't the 70s. Damn it. Listen, I don't need any encouragement. Oh, My idea of heaven is a solid white nightclub with me as a headliner for all eternity. And they love me. Down on the east side of toy, 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 so then reagan shows up out of nowhere she's in a nightgown and one of the guests at the party is this astronaut he's kind of standing at the edge of the crowd around yeah. the piano and she tur- she looks at him he turns <laughs> to look at her and she goes you're gonna die up there. Reagan. You're gonna die up there. Whoa. And then she pees on the floor. Yeah. Like she's a dog. Fucking buzzkill. Right. Everybody at the party is like, hey, Chris. Ah, uh, wow. Um I'm gonna head out. Yeah. <laughs> they're all they're yawn. all SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I had him head out. Yeah. So <laughs> Chris takes her upstairs after she's like, uh, Reagan. She takes her upstairs. She puts her in the bath. And Reagan is real catatonic in this mm-hmm. bathtub. And then she tucks her back into bed. And Reagan's like, what's wrong with me? You know? And Chris is like, it's just your nerves. Everybody got nerves. They all got nerves. She's 70s. like, you just take your pill and you're going to be fine. My life motto. <laughs> just take a For pill real. and everything is going to be all right. Chris goes downstairs and her maid is down there cleaning up the pee spot. And she's like, is that coming out? And the maid's like, yeah, girl, it's coming out. <laughs> I would not be cleaning up the pee spot. Oof, I don't care no. how much you pay me. No. If it's not my child, I'm not cleaning up that nope. meat. Um, the minute Chris gets downstairs, Reagan starts screaming bloody murder up in her room. So Chris races back up there and... Child, the bed is rocking. Not just like a little TikTok rock. No, it is going crazy. Yeah. Chris jumps up onto the bed and grabs Rick, and they both flying around <laughs> there. Like, it's a lot. Okay, so we cut back, and we are with, I believe this is the priest 
the drag priest, as I'm going to call him, the queen. Queen priest. He is, he goes to Father Damien's room, and Damien, he in a bad way. He's real drunk. He's feeling away because his mama's dead. Mm-hmm. And he feels bad because he didn't, I guess, notice that she was dead soon enough. She was there for several days. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but his friend is like, they're there. And he puts him to bed. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, maybe I'll just climb in just here with you. Just going to rub your shoulders. Yeah. Just give you a little just massage. Just take this off. <laughs> he takes his shoes off for him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. Where are we going? Something's happening, but nothing Bounce. does. <laughs> He leaves him there, and Father Damien has a dream about his mom, and she's coming up off the subway, and he's running toward her, and we see a flash of this weird, white, ghostly face, like a demon face. Mm-hmm. We see his mom again. Now she's turned, and she's going back down the t- into the subway, and we also see this coin that looks like one of the coins that Father Marin found on the dig. Yep. And so now we are with Reagan, and she is at the doctor. And they're we're trying to give her a shot. She does not want this shot. She has thrown a fit. And she spits in the doctor's face, and she calls him a fucking bastard. Ooh. She, it escalated quickly. She's on level one. No, I was, I would say she's on level 100 normally, but, like, considering what she's going to get to, this, this is, is level five. Like, yeah, this is child's play right mm-hmm. here. So outside the room, the doctor comes out, and Chris is waiting. I like how that doctor is just straight up smoking a he cigarette. He lights up a cigarette. <laughs> in the Ain't hallway. No At the hospital, clearly. Wow, 70s are a wild time. Wild time to be alive. And he tells her, he's like, look, I'm pretty sure that Reagan has this, um, the symptoms of this type of chemical electrical activity disturbance in the brain. It causes hallucinations and convulsions. And he says, you know, like the bed shaking. And Chris is like, no, you don't nah, understand. These that were bed no convulsions. was moving. I was there. I was on the bed. It was moving. And he's like. Well, it's a symptom the type of disturbance in the chemical electrical activity of the brain. In the case of your daughter in the temporal lobe, it's up here in the lateral part of the brain. Mm-hmm. It's rare, but it does cause bizarre hallucinations, and usually just before a convulsion. A convulsion? The shaking of the bed. That's doubtless due to muscular spasms. Oh, no, 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 that was no spasm. Look, I got on the bed, the whole bed was thumping and rising off the floor and shaking, the whole thing. With me on it. Mrs. McNeil, the problem with your daughter is not her bed. It's her brain. No, it's the sure brain. Man. You know, men don't believe women, Mm-mm. especially in the 70s. I mean, she just had the right to get on the jury in like, all 50 states, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Truth. Chris is like, Reagan's personality has completely changed. He's like, yeah, that's what happens with this disorder I've been telling you about. God, lady. Leave me alone. Let me smoke my cigarette. <laughs> so they're going to do um, some kind of protest, I think, to see where the, he thinks that she has a brain lesion mm-hmm. and that's what's causing this. So they're going to run this test to see where the brain lesion is. And they inject her in the neck with this big ass needle. So w- when they were in the hallway, he had told her that um, she, that Reagan may have to have surgery. And so this procedure here, I thought they were prepping her for surgery or I something. I did too at first. Um, in my notes, I was like, is she going into the surgery right like here? That was fast, but no, they, apparently they're just, this is just getting a test. images from yeah. her brain. Like, did they not have CTs or MRIs back then? I don't know what this is. What kind of, it's some radiology. It's, it's fucking some, intense. Some kind of, yeah, it's, it is intense. They put this big needle and then they put like a tube in her neck. Because I guess they're injecting the dye mm-hmm. into her veins from there. But, man, blood is squirting out like crazy here. I did read that they said this was, the doctor said this was very realistic oh. and well done. Wow. So I definitely would not have wanted to be alive and had to have this procedure back nope. in the day. But she has it done. I think it's a CT scan. Honestly, don't know. They make a bunch of pictures of her brain. 
And then the radiologist doctor looks at him and he's like, there's nothing wrong with this girl. She is completely fine. And he tells her doctor that. And so they're discussing it and the nurse comes in and he's, and she's like, Chris is on the phone. Cause I guess Chris and Reagan have gone back yeah. home at this point. They don't tell you that, but so they go rushing over to Chris's house and Sharon, our nanny assistant answers the, the door. And she's like, man, things have gotten real bad up in here. Okay. It is not cute we hear reagan screaming like crazy upstairs and sharon's like she's gotten violent you don't say i mean so the doctors go up there and this girl is being flung all over that bed up and down back up and, forth. and down she, up and down mm, violently violently and the doctors are like we did not sign up for this shit <laughs> <laughs> okay like she's gonna break her fucking back yeah and Reagan is screaming for her mother to make it stop. And then her eyes go all white like she got them cataracts. Just like in, what was it, La Llorona? When you see the white eyes before. <laughs> and she starts growling and like, ooh, can you give us a little... <laughs> very good. You sound dog. Thank you. <laughs> very good. Very guttural. So her doctor walks up to her and she jumps up and she slaps him to the ground. <laughs> like hard in the face. And he falls over. And she tells him... Keep away, the sow is mine. And she's got this real, like, growly it's, demon yeah, voice. Yeah, it's real deep. She starts yelling, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck me. And I'm like, whoa. It's like she, me after too many shots of tequila. <laughs> she is acting a mess. <laughs> she is. Chris is just crying because she can't do shit. She's like, I don't know what to do about this child. It is a mess. Reagan gets slapped, I think. I think it's by an unseen force. Yeah. Slapped in the face. She Everybody's gets, being slapped. She gets slapped, and at this point, the doctor's like, "We sedating this bitch. She is too much. <laughs> too much." And they hold her down. And they inject her, and Sharon drags Chris out of the room because Chris is crying. And then the doctors come out, and they're like, "Yeah, we sedated the shit out of this girl." <laughs> and they're like, "She's not gonna wake up till tomorrow, probably. It, luckily, late tomorrow. Hopefully, maybe." <laughs> so what's wrong with her? We still think the temporal lobe. Oh, what are you talking about, for Christ's sakes? Did you see her or not? She's acting like she's fucking out of her mind, psychotic, like a, what, a split personality or Chris is pissed off. She's <laughs> yelling at them. She spends the rest of this movie hollering at people. She does. She is yelling at them, telling them they don't know what they're doing and why what can't they What were they supposed her? to do? I don't know. I guess because they're medical doctors, she thinks they she have like the, the miracle cure. They cannot help your child. Mm -hmm. She is possessed by a demon. And they're like, look, we just got to keep doing tests. I mean, it's she's got a brain lesion. We just didn't find it the first time. We just do some more tests. So Chris sends poor Reagan to have more tests done. They're all negative for issues. The doctors ask her, look, do you keep drugs in the home, you know, that she could maybe be taking? And Chris is like, no. And at that point, the doctor says, you might want to talk to a psychiatrist. <laughs> There's this. It's out of my wheelhouse. Um, I don't know anything about what's nope. happening here. So Chris goes home from the hospital and from meeting with the doctor. And on her way home, she sees a bunch of cop cars, but she doesn't think anything of it. She's just like, uh-huh, and keeps driving. When she gets home, the phone is ringing in the kitchen, and no one's around. Like, none of her, her, her servants, servants, none of her, her boys, staff, her staff. There we go. Yeah. None of her staff are around. So she picks up the phone and says, hello, but nobody's there. And the lights are flashing off and on mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Once she hangs the phone back up, the lights go out completely. Where's her candle? It's real dark in this kitchen. There's it clearly is. not a, a window to be seen. So she calls out for Sharon. The lights come back on. She goes upstairs to check on Reagan. And she goes into Reagan's room. And it's freezing in there. And Reagan's asleep on the bed all uncovered. 
So Chris covers her, and she walks out of the room, and she goes to yell at Sharon for leaving the window open because it's too cold outside for that action. And Sharon is like, no, no, I just got back. I was at the uh, pharmacy getting Sharon's pills. Like, I can't run your errands, watch your child, get I'm, your dry cleaning. I'm one person, I'm one lady. person, Chris. She's like, I was at, getting the medicine for Reagan, and I Burke was here, so I left her with him, which he does not look like the kind of person you want to leave a child with. <laughs> no. He looks like a, a diddler. Yeah, a pedo. <laughs> There's a lot of pedo undertones in this movie. Yeah, it's I creepy. think men in general in the 70s all just look like pedophiles. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> no, he looks not right. But Burke is nowhere to be found. And at this point in time, while her, while Chris and Sharon are standing there, the doorbell rings. And it's some guy, I think he's from the movie set. Mm-hmm. And he says, he comes in, he's like, oh, I guess y'all haven't heard yet. Burke is dead. And I mean, like... It lit just happened. Right? <laughs> news travels fast as hell. And right. they didn't have cell phones. How did this news get out? This is faster than Twitter. Right. Apparently, he fell down the stairs. Right outside of Reagan's window, there's this really long staircase. It's got to be 50-plus steps. It's long and narrow. Mm-hmm. And he apparently fell down these stairs and broke his neck. And Chris is very upset. So now we're with Reagan, and she is with a psychiatrist. And he's trying to hypnotize her so they can figure out what's going on with this girl. And he asks her if there's someone in her head with her. And she's like, sometimes. But I don't know who it is. And he's like, well, I want to talk to the entity inside you, Reagan. And then a picture falls off the mantle. Reagan starts to growl. Again. Again. She needs some moisturizer because her skin is parched. She needs some moisturizer and... She also needs some Burt. No, not fuck Burt's Bee. She needs some Vaseline. Like, yeah, it's past the Burt's Yeah, it's kind of situation. It's Burt's is what you use when your lips are already smooth. <laughs> she needs some Vaseline intensive this care. Intensive care. This is a Carmex. Yeah, it's kind of, it's rough. Is there someone inside you? Sometimes. Who is it? I don't know. Is it Captain Howdy? I don't know. If I ask him to tell me, will you let him answer? No. Why not? I'm afraid. If he talks to me, I think he'll leave you. Do you want him to leave you? Yes. I'm speaking to the person inside of Reagan now. If you are there, you too are hypnotized and must answer all my questions. Come forward and answer me now. So he asks who the entity is again, and then Reagan grabs this man <laughs> by the nuts. She must have the death grip of all death grips because he goes down on the ground like falls over she comes down on top of him he's screaming she's she, screaming everybody is they're all screaming and then we cut more with father damien again he's doing his rocky jog around this oh, he's got this sweat the gray sweatsuit yeah. on i'm like oh he looks just like rocky he does he's got the the black hair like rocky mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> i've never seen rocky oh it's a disgrace it's so, so good a man is, he's jogging around a track and a man is sitting in 
the stands watching him and this man is wearing a trench coat he looks full on like inspector gadget he does i'm like are you trying to be incognito or are you just like he went to his closet i'm like i really want to look like a detective today like i need to let people know that i'm a detective he's like go go gadget hat (laughs) go go gadget hat go go gadget trench coat (laughs) and so damien stops to talk to the man the man's like are you father karis and and he's like yeah i am and the guy's like well i'm a homicide detective I'm looking into the death of Burke Dennings. And he asked Damien if he knows anything about witchcraft. It's real out the blue. Yeah, it is. And Damien's like, no. And so he's, the detective tells him, he's like, look, I am going to tell you this. We can't tell anybody. It's a mm, secret. It's just between us two gal pals. Um, Burke's head was completely turned around on his body, like fa- fully facing the back. And that's not really going to happen in the fall. Mm-hmm. I think that he was pushed by a really strong man out the window. And I think that this has something to do with the desecration of the church, of the statue at the church, the cone tits. Mm-hmm. I think they're related. And he wants Damien's help. And Damien's not interested in helping. He's like, ah, I don't want to help you. And he tells him, you, he asks Damien if he knows of any priest in his order who might have done this. And Damien's like, you might go check with the Dominicans. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't know anyone. It's probably Dominicans. Why? Why? Are you thinking like, people from the Dominican Republic? Yeah. Girl, no. Well, what was that? <laughs> I'm not Catholic, but the Dominicans are a order of priests. Oh. Dominican monks and stuff like See, that. I have no... <laughs> I thought he was being super racist. <laughs> like, go check with them Dominicans around the corner. I'm I like, saw it in your notes and I was like, I'm not going to correct her. I'm just going to learn I'll say it on the, on the podcast. <laughs> you bitch. You know I know nothing about religion. I was like, damn, he's savage. Go check with the Dominicans. <laughs> he means... Another he group lost of some priests. of his hotness, but now it's back. No. Okay, he okay. means another group of priests, ah, not gotcha. his church, but another church. Okay, Dominic, I learned something new today. There you go. So now we're back with Reagan. She's at the hospital again, and the doctors are like, "Look, I, now we think that she has this rare form of possession called ooh somnibuliform possession." Mm, mm-hmm. Girl, it's a big <laughs> word, and it's really only seen in primitive cultures. Which is kind of rude, but... Maybe the Dominicans. <laughs> so he's like, we don't really know much about it, but it's, you know, it's a delusion. And they want to put Reagan in an asylum, but Chris is not down for that action. I would have committed her ass so fast. <laughs> Bye. Me too. I can make another. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctors are saying, they're like, look, um, you didn't hear it from me, but maybe check with the priest about an exorcism. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you to do that, no, but no, maybe like, do that. Ooh, uh, it's kind of unorthodox. <laughs> There's nothing else we can do for you here. And he's he tells her, you know, really the Catholics are the only ones who do it anymore, but they're they're like embarrassed about it, so they don't want to talk about how they do it, but they do it. So they just do. ask one of them. Chris says, you're telling me to take my daughter to a witch doctor? And they're all like, shrug. Here's the thing. <laughs> Catholics are not witch doctors. No. It's not like he told her to go see a shaman. <laughs> he said, find a Catholic priest. Chris is... Luckily, she's surrounded by them. <laughs> yeah, they're like right next door to her apartment <laughs> that she's rented her home. So she takes Reagan home, and Carl, well, Carl drives them home. And Carl carries Reagan, old cut up self, up to the room. Her face is all cut up mm-hmm. at this point. She is looking rough. And we see the detective, and he is there checking out the stairs behind their house that Burke fell down. And he's digging around the grass at the bottom of the stairs, and he finds a little clay statue, very similar to one of the ones that Reagan had in the basement like she made. Yep. So Chris helps Reagan up to her bed and she sees a cross in the bed. Ooh, she gets mad about She gets this. real mad. Like, why you hate religion? She hates it. <laughs> it's like, 
So she goes downstairs and she accuses poor Carl of putting this. Why is <laughs> poor Carl? Is Carl, poor there Carl. are rats and why did you put this cross in my daughter's Carl gets bed? Carl called a Nazi by that one man. Now he's putting crosses in people's beds. Carl and, doesn't mean this shit. He seems like a really old, nice. Just like a nice man. old man. He's like, I didn't do it. And so she is interrogating everybody in the house. And the detective walks up to the house and rings the bell. And he comes in. He wants to know if Reagan remembers Burke being in her room that night. And Chris is like, no, she was really heavily sedated. Heavily. So the detective tells Chris that he thinks Burke was killed and pushed out from of Reagan's window. And Chris is just like, okay, okay I can't okay. help you. I don't know anything about <laughs> it. She's like, I've got it. a lot going on I right have now. other problems now. My daughter is possessed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And he wants to talk to Reagan, but she's like, she can't help you right now. She's in a, a bad way. I guess. Maybe when she's better. And he says, okay. And before he leaves, he's like, hey, can I get your autograph for my daughter? <laughs> sure. What's your daughter's name? And he's like, JK is her name. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> he's such a fanboy at this moment. Yes. He's like, I just love you in that one movie. I can't remember what he said, but some movie she did. And she's just like, oh, get out of my house. Here's your autograph. No go. So he leaves. And then we hear... The minute he's gone, Reagan starts popping off again, and she's screaming, and she's that deep demon voice is like, "Do it, do it," and she says, "Please no." And Chris runs up to her room, and shit is flying everywhere. It looks like a little tornado in there, like records and stuff are flying all around the room. Okay. Uh oh. Are you gonna be able to do this? This is this is rough. This is a rough scene. Reagan has the cross, and she is. Stabbing herself in the vagina. Yeah. Repeatedly. And then she's got, I mean, she must have been doing it for a minute because it is bloody. And she's yelling, um, you can do it. I can't do it. Kim, can you? She's (laughs) yelling, let Jesus fuck you. I'm not even super religious. I just can't do it. Over and over. That was probably like four horror movies as far as horror movie goes for me. Like that was, that was a, a memorable it's one. intense. It's real intense. I'm like, whoa. I'm just like, did we need to see this? Like, Mm-mm. was it necessary? Chris runs up to her and she tries to grab the cross and her and Reagan are kind of grappling for it. And Reagan grabs Chris's head and she pushes her down to her crotch. Mm-hmm. And then she says, lick me, lick me. <gasps> and I'm like, girl, stop. This demon nasty. I, that's your mom. <laughs> it's not right. It's not that demon's mama. Okay. <laughs> Chris pops up and she got blood all over her face now. And Reagan slaps the shit out of her. And Chris Hard. goes flying across the room. Sharon and Carl come running up the stairs because they hear the commotion. And Reagan makes the door slam shut in their face. And a chair flies in front of the door to block Locks it. Locks them out. And then this big giant dresser starts sliding across the room toward Chris. And Chris takes her sweet time. But she finally moves out of the way <laughs> so she doesn't get knocked over by this dresser. And she looks over at Reagan, and this bitch's head twists fully 180 on her neck. All the way. And she looks at Chris, and she says, do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. <laughs> oh, God, cunting. Yeah, I was so confused. That's a weird way cunting to use it. Daughter? Cunting. What does that even mean? Like, I would have thought it would be like your cunt of a daughter. Right, but no. That he, I laughed at this daughter. part, honestly. I was like, <laughs> Well, at first, I have it even written down. I thought he said counting, and I was like, what was she counting? <laughs> Why she's, is it she's, bad that she's one, good at arithmetic? <laughs> <laughs> Your counting daughter. Like, okay, that's a great put down devil. I mean, I wouldn't, I'd be like, you know what? I'm done here. After that head swivel, no, out. I'm burn out. it, burn it down. Yeah. Leave her there and burn it down. Yep. She ain't, that's not right. She's not coming back from this. No. But Chris decides to meet up with Father Damien. 
and the, I guess it's the next day. She's at the bridge. She is in a full-on old lady white d- disguise. Yeah. She got a scarf on her head, some sunglasses on. You can see the bruises underneath the sunglasses. She's got a big old bruise. Reagan black, fucked her up. Big black eye. She meets up with Father Damien, and she beats around the bush for a minute, and then she's like, look, how do you get an exorcism? <laughs> so, uh... He's like, excuse me? <laughs> Maybe take a time machine back to the 1600s, because that shit don't happen anymore. And she's like, look, my daughter needs one. And he says, well, you have to have church approval. There's a bunch of yeah. hoops to jump There's through. a bunch of steps that you have to like go through to like, prove that there's... I can't just come up to your house and do an exorcism. Absolutely. It doesn't happen. And he's like, she would probably get worse in the time it took us to prove all this. Right. So just get her some help. But Chris is begging, so he agrees to come to the house and just to see her, because he is a psychiatrist, a counselor. Yeah, didn't he tell her like he will come as a, he will just come as a psychiatrist? Right, but he's like, I'm not going to be giving any exorcism yeah. up in this bitch. <laughs> so he goes up to Reagan's room, and she now she has a tube in her nose. Mm. She is full on demon face. She got some fake contacts in. They do not look good. They look uncomfortable and painful. Yeah. So like, if I were Father Damien, I would have been like, oh. As soon as I saw her, I'd be like, yeah, okay, this ain't right. Um, nah. Maybe she does need an exorcism. She got vomit on her dress. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I almost wrote vomit on her sweater when I was writing my notes. And I was like, but it's not a sweater, but damn it. Mom's spaghetti. Um, she's strapped down to the bed, too. They have her tied to the bed. She says she's not Reagan. And he's like, cool, I'm Damien. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and she says, I'm the devil. Now kindly undo these straps. And he says, you know, if you're the devil, why don't you just undo these straps yourself? You're so powerful. Do it your damn self. Well, she says, it's too vulgar a display of power. (laughs) Devil is such a bitch. I swear. I love it. Well, then, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Damien Karras. And I'm the devil. Now kindly undo these straps. If you're the devil, why not make the straps disappear? That's much too vulgar a display of power, Karras. Where's Reagan? in here with us and he's like look i want to talk to reagan before i loosen these straps and then she brings out another person's voice and she asks him to help an old altar boy out in that old homeless man's Mm -hmm. voice from the subway yes can you help an old altar boy father and so father damien is a little like um maybe there's a sitch here (laughs) maybe and reagan tells him that his mom is in there too (laughs) The low de- blow. <laughs> he petty. The devil is low petty. Low blow. And Damien's like, okay, well, if you if my mom's in there, what's her maiden name? If you know so much, if she's really in there, and she just vomits right on him. <laughs> she's like, oh, I have to tell you, let me vomit over. your face. Like projectile. It was, yeah, it's so gross. It's so gross. So he leaves. Okay, so he goes downstairs into the basement because Chris is cleaning off his shirt for him or his jacket or whatever, and he's looking at some pictures Reagan drawn and. She's like, listen, nothing you could do could make this worse. And he just, he tells her, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. I would need proof to make the church agree to do this. And you should put your daughter in a hospital. Yeah, it's like, she needs professional help, not just being strapped up to a bed. Right. And Chris just is like, oh, she starts getting all mad again. The whole movie. She's just losing her shit. I mean, she's, it's a situation. I mean, yeah, I would be upset too. Right. You ask me what I think is best for your daughter. Six months under observation in the best hospital you can find. You show me Reagan's double. Same face, same voice, everything. And I'd know it wasn't Reagan. I'd know in my gut. 
I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! So Damien leaves. And when he's leaving, he asks Chris if Reagan knew that the priest was coming, and she says no. And then he asks her, did she know that my mother just died? And Chris says, well, I knew, but I don't think that Reagan knew. And he's, she's like, why? He's like, I just wanted to know. Good night. <laughs> Have a good night. JK, no reason at all. Just a random question. Absolutely no reason. Bye. The detective is staking out Chris's place, and he sees Father Damien leave. And then Damien comes back. I think it's the next day. It's yeah, not right away. No, it's. A, I think it's the next day or a couple of days after. A few days later. He comes back, and now he's got some recording equipment, and he goes up to Reagan's room. He's going to talk to her again. And then this time he wants to record it, because maybe, I think he, he decided since she did know about his mom. Yeah, he's going to get some evidence. That he wants some evidence together to bring to his superiors. So he, he, he asks her... He goes up there with recording stuff, and she's like, oh, what an excellent day for an exorcism. <laughs> she is so sassy. She is. An excellent day for an exorcism. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you like that? And she's like, intensely. It's really <laughs> sexual. She's like, it would bring you and us together. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You'd like that? Intensely. But wouldn't that drive you out of Reagan? It would bring us together. You and Reagan. You and us. Us. Apparently there's us. more than one inside mm-hmm. there. There's, there's a lot going on inside poor Reagan. She's got more than one people in there. So then she makes one of the drawers in the nightstand open. And he closes it. And he's like, all right, we'll do it again. And she's like, no. And she starts speaking Latin at him. And we got a real possession, know, that's folks. A, that's, that's when I was like, ooh, Latin. Yeah, yeah. We getting somewhere now. <laughs> So he pulls out a little bottle of holy water and he starts flinging it at her and she is screaming and like, oh, it burns, it burns. And she starts speaking in tongues. And God, he's like, there's so much going on. I love the Latin, the speaking in tongues. I'm like, yes, give me more, it's a give lot. me more. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> so, give me more. <laughs> he asks who the demon is, but the demon won't stay. And so he goes downstairs to talk to Chris. And he says, look, she reacted to the holy water, but it wasn't holy water. That was tap water. Placebo effect, like, But I told her it was holy water, so I think she's faking it. <laughs> she looks like she hadn't seen the bathtub in weeks. Maybe she's just afraid of the water. Maybe she is. It's, gosh, she's, she's disgusting. I bet that room smells. Oh, it's not, there's vomit everywhere. You know it smells God, rough. I almost said mom's spaghetti again. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris decides to look this man deep in his eyes and just be like, she killed Burt Jennings. Well, this is a game changer. <laughs> it changes everything. It does change everything because Damien, Damien immediately goes to see a friend of his who is a language, a linguistic expert. Yeah, yeah. And he plays the tape for him and he's like, I think she's speaking in tongues here. Or did the language you recognize? And the guy's like, no, she's not speaking in tongues. That's English, but it's backwards. That ain't Latin, boo. Damien plays it backwards. And what she's saying is, fear the priest and I am no one, and she's calling out Marin, Marin. Our old priest. Our buddy father Marin from the beginning. The recording is creepy, and he's playing it like at night in By his dark himself. room. Yeah, yeah that, that's another creepy part for me, yeah, him listening to that yeah, recording. it's creepy. You couldn't catch me doing and it. And so his phone rings, and it makes him jump, because he's feeling a little edgy today. And it's Sharon. And she's, she's forever like, calling people and having them rush doing, over to her doing house. Chris, <laughs> doing Chris's work. So Sharon has... 
Damien come over and she's like, look, I don't want Chris to know about this, but I need you to see something. So she takes him up to Reagan's room and Reagan's asleep or she's tranked out. I don't know. She's, she's one or the other. And she lifts up her night shirt and you can see her stomach. She's looking all pale and yeah, ribby. ribs are poking out. Looks rough. Looks like a bird chest. <laughs> a bird chest. But she also, then you see help me appear on her stomach. Oh shit. And it's creeping. I it's wonder like how they did it. It's branded on there. Yeah. But like like it was done from the inside. It's creeps. It's like a Soup's scar creeps. kind of looking. So then Damien decides, I think we got enough proof yeah. here. And he goes to speak to the his superior. I don't yeah. know. What, is he a I bishop? I him like a high priest. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> My knowledge of the Catholic Church runs great. I, I think he may be a bishop. I don't know what he is. But he's above Damien. I keep wanting to call him Damon. I don't know why. Just call um, him hot priest. I'm not. I can't. <laughs> so the main priest is like, look, you need somebody with experience to do this exorcism. I think really you need two people. You can't be the main one, though. You don't have any experience. He's like, we'll find you somebody. You can be You can be there, but we'll find another guy for you to do it with. Damien kisses his ring, and he leaves. My lady. <laughs> and he leaves. And then the superior the main priest he gets another priest i don't i don't know there's equal. so many there's just a priest everywhere and they decide that they're gonna get Marin, who was on a dig over in iraq but he's back now yeah, we saw we saw and they're gonna get him to run this exorcism because he's got experience apparently he's done one in africa before and so we we cut to Marin, and he's kind of out walking in the woods and one of his little priestling buddies comes up and he hands him a letter and he's like, oh shit, I gotta go do this exorcism. <laughs> another, another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> so this is when we get that really cool visual of the cab pulling up in front of the house and the street light and it's all foggy. It's foggy. You've got his hat in the shadows. It's amazing. It's a great, it's a great visual. He walks in the house and immediately Reagan from upstairs is like, Marin! Marin! But she in that so deep. I'm like, ooh, Marin, you in trouble. <laughs> Reagan wants you. <laughs> so before he even goes up there, Marin tells Damon, he's like, here's everything I need you to go get from the church around the corner. He sends him off. You know, when he was telling him everything he needs, I'm like, man, if they had Instacart back then, it could have been so <laughs> I much was just easier. like, he is not writing this down. There's no way he's going to remember <laughs> all this shit. There's so much the priest wanted. He's like, get me this and this and this and this. To get that holy water, I need some little white I do. Could you thing. not have stopped on your way if you knew Thank you needed you. this shit? It was around the corner. It was on your way, probably. Like, <laughs> And you know what you need. It's a little rude, honestly. But Damien goes and grabs it, and he comes back, and now they're ready. And it's, it's exorcism time. Exorcism. What? What? So, Marion's like, listen, the demon is a liar. Everything that she says is a lie. Don't listen to yeah. it. She will try and pepper some truth in there to make you think she's telling the truth, but it's a lie. Don't it's listen. Not, yeah, he's giving him, like, the speech, like, don't fall for this shit. Prepping like, him. Keep your, yeah, he's keep totally cool. coaching him. Keep your cool. Don't be a bitch. Damien is a bitch. Woman up and get in there. Damien, well, Damien tells him, look, I think there's more than one like i think there's three inside her and Marin's like no nah, there's only one I'm like you just got here you hadn't sir. seen her you don't know shit <laughs> okay but he's convinced he's so the they, expert they head on into Mar to reagan's room she is howling and growling you can see their breath it She's is cold. quite beastly it is real cold it's cold they shut the door in chris's face They're like we don't have time he's trying for to you. follow ain't nobody got time no. to hear you weeping chris get <laughs> out is, Religious people only. Good you day. tried and you got smacked in the fucking face. Yeah, like not, we don't need you. So Marin takes out that holy water and he starts flinging it on her, and she is immediately like, 
Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Be silent. Oh. Oh. Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking cocksucker. <laughs> like, whoa, Girl, Reagan. Calm down. That is a hell of a first impression. Okay. <laughs> Lynch just got there. She, you don't know him. She is filthy. She has a dirty mouth. She spits on him, too. He starts to say the Lord's Prayer. That's when she spits on him. And then she starts giving that that cunnilingus tongue yeah, action. She's flicking the shit out of her tongue. And I was it like, is, stop it. It's, I feel like she has a tongue extension on because nobody's <laughs> tongue is that long. It's like Gene Simmons' tongue. It is. It's and wrap it. Um, Reagan nasty, y'all. She nasty. <laughs> she's so nasty. She is howling. She keeps, she tells Father Damien that his mother sucks Your cocks mother in hell. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> oh, wow. Going savage. all in. Savage. Then the bed starts to rise up. Yes. Several feet in the air. Yeah, not just a little levitation. Not just an like inch or two. This bitch's nose is about to hit the ceiling at no, any point. No, this is just the bed, friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This is just the bed. And Damien. We're not there yet. He's looking scared. He is. He's like, I don't, I didn't feel like I signed up for this. I thought this was just going to be a little He regrets howling. everything at this <laughs> He's point. so unhappy here. The bed starts shaking. Marin is not phased. No. He's poised as fuck. He just keeps on poised reading that ritual. He just keeps on reading that exorcism ritual. He has no time for her dramatics. Damien is too scared to do his responses. <laughs> and Marin's like, my man, can you get it together? I told you before we went in here. Right. I said it was going to be a nightmare. I wasn't lying. I wonder if he like... Who is this rookie? Could they not have given me someone else? <laughs> you know he is. He's so mad. So Reagan's she doing that tongue work again and she growling. <laughs> <laughs> then she like starts that? vomiting on everybody. That that pea soup is coming out everywhere. And she's laughing. Ah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's here. popping off. It's popping off. Shit is I just I do love how she's just laughing at them though. She, like she, <laughs> she's like, Oh, you tried though. You tried. <laughs> funny here's some more pee vomit right so Marin is yelling at the demon to depart and then oh, there goes her head again all the way around all the way around this time <laughs> not just a 180 nope. full 360 and she's looking circle. at them like pray if you want to <laughs> she's like good <laughs> luck with clearly that clearly what's going on here it ain't helping nope and then the room starts shaking like we get an earthquake situation <laughs> we're on the san andreas fault line in this bitch and everything is a mess it's a mess Reagan tells Damien, she's like, you killed your mother. And then he's like, shut up. He gets real angry. Damien, don't take this personally. He, he, Marin told your ass she's a liar. Right. Calm down. So then her straps come undone. Pause. Do you think the reason Marin is so, like, unfazed is because he just took a shit ton of nerve pills before he got here? Like, he's just barred the fuck out. Maybe. Or he's probably like, all right. <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, he, that was probably wise if he did. I would have would to take it? a shit ton of Xanax before an exorcism Maybe well. he's seen this before, so yeah, he's, I mean, he doesn't see it in Africa. It's, it's your second though, time seeing it. But, like, how many times does someone's head turning completely around? That's does it creepy. get normal to you? You're like, ah, oh, okay. True. But Cute. honestly, if you've, the first time it would scare the shit out of you, but the second time you're like, I've seen this trick before, my friend. <laughs> seen it before, Satan. Nice try. Nice. <laughs> Reagan's straps come undone. And she gets those white eyes again. And this is when she floats up off the bed. Girl is at least six feet off this bed. You could walk underneath her. I could walk under her. I'm a tall bitch. <laughs> she is high up there. 
And this is when Marin is like, the power of Christ compels you. He's flinging that water on her. The power of Christ compels you. And honestly, you. all I could think, because I started laughing here, is in, <laughs> have you seen that movie, This is the End? Yes. It's <laughs> with Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill gets possessed, and they're like, the power of Christ compels you. And he's like, it's actually not that compelling. <laughs> I had to pause it and chuckle. <laughs> Give it a little laugh. So Marin's flinging that holy water. It's leaving cuts all over her legs. Yeah, and like she, every little spray every, of water, it's like cutting into cutting her. Cutting her legs. And she starts floating back down to the bed. Damien ties her back up. And while he's doing her feet, because he ties her hands together in front of her. He doesn't tie her back to the bed. So while he's doing her feet, she pops up and she hits him real hard in the back and he falls over. Baron doesn't even care. Baron keeps on going. Doesn't even try to help him. Doesn't check on and doesn't say, you all right, bro? Nothing. 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 The room is shaking again. We are back on that earthquake. And now both priests fall to the ground. And they look up and she's untied again, (laughs) hands free. And this light is glowing behind her, so she's illuminated, and she's kneeling on the bed now. It looked like she was doing some kind of interpretive dance, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this she's looks like, she's doing ah. something. I'm like, oh, girl, what are we listening to? I started doing my hands like that, Something too. good. Some Natalie Merchant is what I would <laughs> I think it's a little more intense than Natalie Merchant. You can't get any more intense than Natalie <laughs> Merchant, I'm just saying. But behind Reagan is that creepy statue that Marin saw out in the desert on the dig site that he was given the staring contest to mm-hmm. in the beginning. And he's like, um, <clears throat> okay, I think we should take a break. <laughs> I love him. He's like, let's rest. You'll, you'll, you'll need your rest like, before we start again. It's like, Damon, you need to rest. Not I need no, a break. No, no. I'm fine. It's like when you tell your significant other, you look, we can go to bed. You, you, you look, look sleepy. You look tired. You look tired. Let's just go. Let's rest. Let's go. So Reagan kind of, I guess she falls kind of into a little sleep or something. Mm-hmm. And they go out into, they sit on the stairs. Damien is looking shell-shocked. He looks <laughs> scared. And yeah, shell-shocked is the perfect word. And Marin is like, ah, excuse me, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> and he goes in there and he pops another pill. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love him so much. He's like, look, I was acting like I was cool in that room. But he I, was shaky as fuck in the pill. He's shaky in that bathroom. And he takes a pill. And while he's in the bathroom, Damien's like, I'm going back in that room. Here's the thing. Like, Damien, you went in there. She's yelling stuff about your mom. Like, you can't even do your part of the exorcism. You already got knocked in the head. Like, he's already had to carry all the weight. And you think you're just going to walk in What are you going to do? Like, that two-minute break was enough for you to, like, woman up and go back in there by yourself? Right, he ain't okay. doing shit. No, sir. Walk on, Damien. Go home. You're unhelpful. <laughs> Going downstairs with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but Damien goes back into the room because he thinks he's Billy Badass now. And Reagan okay. is in there growling at him, acting like an animal. And she projects the image of his mother. So he sees his mother sitting in the middle of the bed. That's such a low blow. It really is. It's real shitty. I mean, I guess I don't expect the devil to have any, like, compassion, but... Right. Or, like, rules or yeah. whatever, you know, like, morals. <laughs> you know? So he goes over and he sits down on the bed next to Reagan because she turns back into Reagan. And he wipes her brow. And in his mother's voice out of Reagan's mouth, she asks him why he did this to her. And she says she's, she's so afraid. afraid. And he's like, no, you're not my mother. And he gets his stethoscope out and he listens to her chest. And he tell- Marin comes in at this point. And he tells Marin, he's Marin's like, a little calmer now. He took a pill. Mm-hmm. That point five and set in. He snorted a line. Yeah. <laughs> and... and uh, Damien is like, her heart is not right. There's, she, she's gonna, ha- she's having problems. And Dame, Reagan keeps talking to him in his mother's voice, and Damien starts having like a mental breakdown. Marin has no time for that no. bullshit. He's like, get the fuck out. Tells him to get out. <laughs> you can't handle this. He's like, I can do it alone. Get out. 
So Damien leaves, and he goes downstairs to talk to Chris. Uh, Marin shuts the door in his face. He starts flinging that water again. And he, oh, you're back on that Lord's Prayer again. Yep. <laughs> Damien is downstairs talking to Chris, and she's like, is it over? And he says, no. And she's like, <laughs> is Reagan going to die? And he's like, no. No, no, no. no she's fine. No, that was the um, <laughs> the worst it's non-committal. <laughs> no, that, yeah. The most non-committal no I've ever heard in my life. Is she going to die? No. I mean, per- technically. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Right. <laughs> so the doorbell rings and it's our friend Go-Go Gadget again. <sighs> He's back. And um, Damien goes back up to Reagan's room. He's like, I can't talk to Chris like, anymore. I want to talk to Go-Go Gadget anymore or Chris. They're both ridiculous. He goes in there and Marin is dead. And straight up dead. Dead. Eyes open, no breath. And Mar- Damien tries to bring him back, but it's too late. And Reagan is just sitting there, like, <laughs> laughing. Petty ass bitch. She's like, huh? Like, did I do that? She's very urkel at the Sorry. Sorry. Did I do that? <laughs> he grabs her and he starts punching this little girl. Yeah, he's beating the shit out of her. Beating the shit out of her. This is before I feel like there were child abuse laws yeah. in the country. Because, <laughs> Now he is letting her have it. He is. And he's like, take me, come into me, come into me. And so he gets his wish, and that, that devil transfers himself right into right our friend into Damien. Him. And Damien, instead, he's possessed now. He's got the contacts yeah. in, he got the devil eyes, and he flings himself out Reagan's window, breaks the window, so it was one pain. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't throw yourself out my double pane windows. Not energy efficient windows. No, no sir. He throws himself out the window and he falls down the stairs and he is bleeding. He's broken. He's got a broken neck or something. He's dying. He's not dead, but he's dying. I liked him. This is sad. And so Chris and the detective run into the room because they're hearing the commotion. Reagan is on the floor. She's crying. And Chris holds She's her. back to normal now. She's a normal girl again. No demon face. They're holding each other. And a crowd has gathered around Damien real so quick. quickly. There are cops. It's They're all ambulance. there. This must be a white people neighborhood. You know, well, you know it is. Okay. <laughs> Are there in 2.5 seconds? There's a crowd. I'm like, this real quick, just happened. And they must be in the woodlands. <laughs> One of the another priest. I think this is the queen. I'm not really sure. He comes up and he's like, Damien, do you want me to give you last rites? Do you want to make a confession? And do you so, love me? Is that? What <laughs> I mean? do, you, um, do you love the Lord and also and me? me. So he gives Damien his last rites, and then Damien dies, and wah, And then the next day, or I don't know, several days later, the house is all packed up. Chris is getting the fuck out She's of She's like, I have there. to leave. I, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I, I can't be here anymore. And she, I guess Sharon don't want to come with her, because she's like... Would you? Nah, nah. I don't want to be around that child. No. Not that demon kid. Nope. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I don't care if she looks normal again. No. As a matter of fact, like I don't know, as her mother, I could, like... You would always have to sleep with one eye open. Right? Um, how could you ever just go back to normal? No, I would have to lock that kid in her room at night just to be safe. I would yeah. feel like I would ter- wake up in the middle of the night and she'd be standing over me with a knife. Or I'd be like, hey, like, your dad's like going to get you for the, the weekend. Shirt. I'll be back on Monday. And then never come back. <laughs> hey, I want to run to the store real quick. Get You'll be fine cigarettes. for five minutes. <laughs> never come back. Nope. Start a whole new life with a new name. She's got the money. She does. She don't need this kid. Yeah, she could go to Europe somewhere <laughs> and live a great life. Yes. But she's leaving, and Chris calls Reagan, and uh, Chris goes outside, and she meets up with one of the priests. I'm pretty sure this is our friend 
the dancing queen. The queen. And he's like, um, she tell Chris tells the priest that Reagan doesn't remember anything about the exorcism or about the possession. And he says, well, that's probably for the best. And then Reagan comes out and she meets this priest and she gives him a kiss on the cheek, which is weird to me. I thought it was weird too because they don't have a relationship, no. right? Like she just runs out and kisses him on the cheek it's and then weird. gets in the car. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, and then they get in the car and drive off. Before they left, Sharon gave Chris um, a medallion she found in Reagan's room. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the little coins from the dig the site. Dig. That I guess Father Marin was wearing on a necklace that Reagan ripped off at one point during the exorcism. That's how Sharon gives it to Chris. So Chris and Reagan get in the car to leave, and then Chris stops the car, and she calls the father over, and she gives him the medallion. She's like, you might want this. And then Chris and Reagan drive off into the sunset, and he walks back to the church, but he stops real quick to take the little gander down the stairs, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then he walks off, and now, fiend. End and of movie. That, that's it, y'all. We're done. That's that's The Exorcist. <laughs> that's the end. So I'm really interested to know, seeing how this was your very first time, like, were you scared? Not at all. <laughs> I didn't find it scary at all. In fact, I laughed at some portions that probably you shouldn't have been laughing at. I know, and I know a lot of people are probably going to get so mad because, sure, yeah. you know, this is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. You can't talk about horror films without talking about The Exorcist, right. but uh, yeah. we're I just mean, so desensitized. You know, back we'll get into this later, but back in the seventies or when this came out, like this was huge. Yeah, people walked out of the theater. People protested. People left early because yeah. they were too scared. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think it was scary at all. I thought that the exorcism scene was good. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was well done, um, especially the effects for the time. Yeah, I thought were really good. I found it enjoyable. Yes, and then there's just the savagery of like the. The words that are coming from that little girl's mouth. Yes. That's what's disturbing. It's but. disturbing to see, yeah, a little kid say that stuff. Um, like, I would watch it again. Oh, I yeah. I thought it was good. Sure. I definitely didn't think it was scary, though. No. Like, I went to bed right after and did not have a nightmare at all. <laughs> didn't have a, I didn't have to watch a fun show afterwards to get myself nope. in the, you know, the mood to fall asleep. I was just like, all right, I'm done typing and save right, and bedtime. And save and good night. <laughs> Same. What did you think? Um, I saw it... For the first time, I was in, uh, I think, either junior high or high school. I can't remember, but I used to always have sleepovers, um, and we would always watch scary movies, mm-hmm. me and my friend. And so we decided to get The Exorcist, and I remember we all watched it, and I told you the only scene that I jumped on was when that <laughs> her candle flame <laughs> the candle went up. Flame. And that was it. But, again, I, I think it's enjoyable as well. I think it's very enjoyable. I'd watch it again. I'd yeah. watch it over and over again. Yeah, but yeah I definitely scared. liked it, but I didn't think it was scary. Well, all right. You ready to rate it? Let's do it. All right. So we've done something a bit different this time, and we're going to keep this up going forward. We were talking with ourselves and with a friend of ours, too, our friend Kristen. Hey, Chris. <laughs> and we were talking about we felt like our scores just didn't reflect our enjoyment of the movie, and maybe we needed another category. Yeah, like sometimes a movie won't be as gory. Like maybe there's not a bunch of mind fuckery, right. you know, but we really, really liked it. Right. And so sometimes if we have a score of like, what this one, like, let's say we have a score of like eight or something like that. Right. It makes and, it look like it's not a yeah. good movie to us, but it might be. So we've added a category, and we will get to the category last. I'll save it Ooh, as a little, treat a little teaser for the end. So let's start with our. Our scores. Our right. first category is Chucky, and that's jump scares. So what are you going to give the Chucky category? I gave the Chucky a two. Um, there weren't that many jump scares. Like I, I mentioned before, the flame. Yeah. I gave it a two also. Just a, a handful of yeah. jump scares. Not very many. 
And then our second category is Freddy, and this is the mind fuckery. I gave it a four, just oh, because, wow. and this is why it's because of how much she fucks with Damien. Um, you know, she projects his mom. She gives true. voices. Like she just brings up all of his like inner demons. And very true. You know what? I'm gonna change mine. Oh, I gave it a two, huh? I said bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a two, but I'm gonna change mine to a three. So that changes my total. Uh-oh. You change everything. <laughs> okay. So our next category is Leatherface. And this is the gore. How bloody is it? Um, I gave it a one. Same. It's, it's not. It's, the only blood is that, the, that crucifixion yeah, molestation so. scene, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we're both giving it a one. Moving on, because I don't want to talk about that anymore. No. Ever um, again. The next category is Hannibal. How smart is the movie? How clever is it? I give it a two. There's not like a big plot twist or anything at the end. It's pretty. Okay. I gave it a three. Okay. And I feel like just because I feel like, and maybe I'm read, I'm, maybe I'm, I don't know, ascribing more to it and not looking at just the film. I'm thinking about when the film came out and how people perceived it. Mm-hmm. But since it was, people did react so viscerally to the movie and just everything about it. I gave it a three. Just to me, it seemed. Okay. Much I more. I see that. I don't know the word I'm looking for. You know, much more aggressive or whatever at the time. Yeah. You know, now we're like, oh, God, I didn't think it was scary at all. But at the time, people were terrified. So I think it was a little bit more. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm giving it a three. All right. Drum roll. New category. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so our new category is Pennywise. Pennywise. This is so funny because we were both trying to think of a name for it. And we literally said Pennywise at the same at time. At the same time. Because we're twins. Because he's a treat. He is a treat. So Pennywise is our overall feeling for the movie. Yeah. How happy or gleeful did it make you like a clown? <laughs> I gave it a four. I really loved, I mean, I, I love The Exorcist. I could watch it. Like I said, I could watch it again today. And I gave it a four too. I thought it was really good. It's a great movie. Yeah, really good. Perfect. So then what's your score, Megan? My total is a 13 out of 25, which still I feel like is not high enough for this movie. But if you look at just my Pennywise category, I really did enjoy this movie yes. a lot. Same. Exactly. It's really same. good. It's a 13 for me. Uh, and Pennywise is a four. So yeah, we really good it. movie. Watch it. If you haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. Watch it. Really good. Just watch her projectile vomit that pea <laughs> soup all over everybody. You know, that room was filthy. And when oh, this thing God. was over. You, you know, for years later, they were finding pea soup in the corners and the carpets of that room. I bet room. she could never eat pea soup again. <laughs> she probably couldn't. All right, what movie are we doing next? We Kim? are going to do Ma. Ma. <laughs> I've heard some not so great things about this movie, which makes me want to watch it even more. So. I have not heard a lot. I've only heard from you that you've heard it's terrible. Yeah, I, I'm so excited. I sometimes <laughs> love a good, terrible, scary movie. Sometimes they're better than the good ones, they honestly. Are. Hopefully Especially it's better than making... La Llorona. That was terrible. <laughs> we'll see. Terrible. All right. Until then, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, we are at Room 237, the podcast on both. Go look us up. Woohoo, please Leave do. us a comment. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Yes. You can also find us on Twitter at Room 237, the pod C1. Or you can send us an email at Room 237, the podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please do. Please go give us a five-star 
review. Please write a review and tell us what you love about the show. It really helps us get seen by more people. For sure. All right. Until next time, y'all stay safe. Bye. Bye.